ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
Hallelujah. God bless you, Miami. I feel refreshed already. And I'm ready to fire. Hallelujah. Well, it's testimony time. Oh, I said it's testimony time. Because testimony time is miracle time. Can you be screaming in your room? Hallelujah. Well, this morning we have a very, very simple, straight to the point testimony. And it says, good morning. I'm Rebecca Adiana, a member of the New Side Center in the Akoman region. I want to share a testimony about how God provided for me miraculously. I see God also making a way for you in the name of Jesus. She said, last Sunday, my shepherd, Charles Densu, visited me to check up on me. During the conversation, he asked why I don't join the online service. And I told him I had a problem with my phone, but I was waiting to receive my allowance so I can buy a new one. You see, there are some of you watching the service right now. You are probably patching with your brother, patching with your sister. You are watching the service on someone's phone because you don't have a smartphone yourself. But after this testimony, you are going to receive a phone for yourself. If you believe it, shout aloud, Amen. So the testimony continues. He said, he then handed me, handed his phone over to me at least to see the face of our bishop for once after a long time. Oh, meaning that she wasn't enjoying the services. So it had been a while since she saw bishop's face. Then she says, afterwards, he prayed with me that, when, that whatever is holding my ability to get a phone be removed in Jesus name I see whatever is holding back your blessing also being removed in the name of Jesus if you believe us shout amen said just as he left I received a call from one of my friends who asked me why I haven't been online for a while so I responded and she said I should meet up with her at Medina you will also have a very important meeting that will supply a breakthrough blessing. I don't hear your shout. I said, I don't hear your shout. I said, I don't hear your shout. I said, I don't hear your shout. Scream aloud, amen. So she said, we walked into this shop and selected the phone I wanted. You will also have what you want. By the grace of God, I'm online now and I will be following our services keenly oh 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 i don't know why you're not putting your hands together i don't know why you're not putting your hands together things are also turning around for you what was impossible is suddenly becoming possible i see a miracle breaking for you in the name of jesus so she concludes by saying i want to bless god for the life of my pastor bishop edwin morgan ogo for sending messengers of God to visit us in our corners. I see a messenger of God visiting you right where you are. Some of you are not even in Ghana, but I see God sending someone to you, someone carrying a blessing. Can you lift up your hands and receive it right now? God is sending a gift. God is sending a shepherd. God is sending a blessing. Receive a messenger of God in the mighty name of Jesus. So, finally, she says, I want to encourage all of us 
to be opened and receive the pastors that God has sent to us well. They are sent to us to be a blessing. Thank you very much. And I give glory to God. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What a fantastic testimony. You see, what you must know about the power of God is that the power of God is not affected by Corona. The power of God does not understand social distancing. So wherever you are, the power of God is going to visit you. And I see you sharing your testimony next week. Put your hands together for the Lord.
My purpose is to serve the Lord with gladness and with joyfulness. In return, you will see such a big difference between those who serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I want you to clap your hands for yourself for the very beautiful offering you've given. And uh, let's also appreciate Kimberly for the awesome ministration, awesome music we enjoy all the time. And God has been so good. This morning, I want to bring a very important message from our father, our prophet, Bishop Dagiwad Mills. A very important message from him to you. And uh, I've broken it down into a series. And I'm just going to introduce it this morning. I believe that it's going to be a very great blessing to you. Now, the title of the message is The Sweet Influences of the Anointing or The Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit. The Sweet Influences. Now, one thing I want to say to you this morning is that A lot of what you see around has been influenced. Things don't just happen. Things don't just happen. Almost everything you see around in town, you know, in the office, on television especially, in the news, almost everything you see has another story behind it. Another story. In fact, life actually should have been such that when you see anything, there should be a little essay at the bottom of the picture. If you see, if you see a car in town, there should be some, you know, there should be a write-up about what influenced that car you are seeing right there in town. Maybe they should have said, oh, this is Mr. Obin's car. And uh, he would have been home today. But somebody annoyed him in the office and he left and it's now at this point in town. But on a normal day, he wouldn't be here. 
When you see somebody with his nice wife going somewhere in town, there should be a little, you know, narrative that, oh, meet Mr. Osei and his wife, Antisisi. And uh, Mr. Osei would not have married Antisisi. But his first beloved made him very unhappy for two years. And then somebody came to comfort him. And the comforter was Antisisi. And by the time she, it was over, she had her. So many stories are behind the things you see. If you see a politician on a platform, you may, what you may not know is that he may not even have had any desire to go into politics. But a friend advised him. In recent times, we've heard of children of politicians who are also standing for elections and winning. So that child perhaps could be, you know, an engineer, a lawyer, but has been influenced by his father. He said, go, I, I'm going to talk to my friends. They will help you. Then you see a nice girl is also now a politician. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of the things you see around have been influenced. Very important. A lot of the things you see around have been influenced. So when you live your life as a Christian without a certain kind of influence, you will never become great because nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. I have a pastor standing here today but originally, I mean, I, I, I was supposed to be a doctor with a hospital or a clinic somewhere. But I came under the influence of my pastor. I tell you, without that word influence, the picture of the world you see will be a very different picture. Whether for good or for bad. And I'm going to show you soon. Most of what you see around would never have happened had it not been for a certain type of influence. That is why this morning, I'm also bringing your life under a strong influence called the influence of the Holy Spirit. Or the influence of the anointing. And I would like you to turn your Bibles now to Matthew chapter number 13, verse number 33. Matthew 13, verse number 33. The Bible says, Another parable. Speak he unto them. This is Jesus speaking. The kingdom of heaven is like unto living 
Note it very carefully. The kingdom of heaven is like unto living, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. Till the whole was living. Now, a living is like yeast. It is unseen. See, that's the point I was making. A lot of what you see has got unseen influences. Now, anyone who doesn't understand this concept or this aspect of life will never rise up into the greatness God expects you to get to. There is something called unseen. Unseen forces. You see something standing in front of you but that is not all there is to it. There is an unseen power. And the Bible says that a woman took a living yeast very little and put it in three measures of meal until the entire meal was leavened. And I'm saying that that living is the hidden influence, the unseen and hidden influence that causes things to expand. It causes things to rise. So you see that if it is dough, flour, dough, or whatever, you see, ah, this flour is, is rising. It's expanding. It was very little five hours ago. It's now become big. There is something you don't see that is causing it to be big. So anybody who doesn't pay attention to that unseen thing will never experience the becoming big of anything you are doing. That's why Jesus Christ taught us that the kingdom of heaven is also subject to influences. You know, when we look at yeast, it is both real and amazing. How something very invisible can work mightily to cause the rise of dough. But ladies and gentlemen, if yeast can do what it is able to do, this morning, I want to announce to you that there is something more powerful than yeast. There is something more powerful than living. And that is the sweet Holy Spirit in your life. But you see, 
there are some things we need to talk about today before we even begin to talk about the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that there are very, very wild influences that are around. Apart from the Holy Spirit. Please turn your Bibles to James chapter number 3. I think we will dwell here today as our message James chapter 3 and verse number 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. I'll take it again. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. You know, when we say, when we see the word wisdom, wisdom is essentially the power that makes things happen. The power that makes people able to achieve what they achieve. Wisdom is a type of power. And James described a type of wisdom that is operating on the earth. That a lot of the things you see on earth are under the influence of these three wisdom earth, I mean wisdom keys. One is earthly, said the wisdom which descended not from above is earthly. Number one, sensual, and I'm going to explain these things as our lesson for today. And everyone listening who is a part of this service must be very concerned and ask himself or herself a little question in English. What is it that makes me do the things I do? Because I've already laid a foundation of the yeast, the living. That it is one of the forces that things don't just happen in life. There is an unseen influence. When a pastor starts a little church, that church may never grow. Or that church may grow to become a great church. Both ways, there is a power 
that is influencing it. When a man meets a woman, they marry, they may live happily ever after, or they may live a life that is worse than Second World War. What is happening? There is a power that influences everything on earth. But the, the amazing aspect of it is that that power is not seen. So, so we are always looking at the effects. Thank you, Jesus. We are always looking at the finished product. But what makes things happen, the thing that makes things happen, are not seen. And sometimes are not even talked about. But I'm talking about it today. I'm starting it today. A lot of the things you see are the finished products. So most people who don't understand this will always see something very nice and think that it just happened. Or if I also do it, mine will happen. But what you don't know is that your main responsibility is to find that thing that made what you are seeing happen. Very important. I, w- I want to pause and read a verse. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews. I'm also looking for it. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read a few translations. Just one or two, and then I'll tell you something. Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11 says, Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I'm preaching on the sweet influences of the anointing. But today is foundation laying. I'm laying a foundation. Through faith, I read again, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The the emphasis of today's introduction is, you can call it, the living. The unseen thing that makes what you see exist. So anyone who wants to cause things, great things to be seen, must think of the unseen dimension of life. 
That's why I'm reading this. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The living Bible says, by faith, by believing God, we know that the world and the stars, in fact, all things were made at God's command. And that they were all made from things that can't be seen. The things you see in the world. Maybe I don't need to even go on to read any other, other version. It should be enough. The things we see in the world. The Bible says they were all made from things that cannot be seen. So if you want things that can be seen to be seen, you first of all look for things that can't be seen. Those who understand the secrets are the builders of great things because any great thing you build will be built not from things that are seen. The things that are seen are made from things that are not seen. Always. But people do not concentrate on the things that are not seen. They just brush it aside. Oh, I mean, let's have real things. And when they say real things, they mean things that can be seen. But I want you to know, whether it's a church you want to build, whether it's a marriage you want to build, whether it's a relationship you want to build, whether it's your personal life, your business, always ask yourself, what is the unseen dimension that I need to have control over before I see what I must see? Why? Because the things that are made are made from things that can't be seen. Unseen things. The living. Anyone under the sound of my voice who doesn't understand this wisdom key will spend your time concentrating only on physical things that are seen. So if you are a girl you spend your time 
only concentrating on hair and shoes and clothes. If you are a man, you spend your energy, your money, your time only on things that are visible to the eye. But what you don't know is that the people who have been able to build things that are visible to the eye used materials that cannot be seen. And I'm, and I'm saying that this series is about the sweet, the influence I'm, I'm about to talk about, which I don't think I'm going to talk about today, is the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit. But even before the Holy Spirit, there are other unseen influences. And that is why James calls them, he mentions the three. Earthly, sensual, devilish. But before we go on, I want us to understand that you are going to be either under an earthly influence, a sensual influence, or a devilish influence. The, 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 the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit is the, is the main topic. But today, I want to bring out these three very important influences that James talks about. Because it's very possible that the Holy Spirit may not be the one influencing you in the things you are doing. Now, number one, What is a sensual person like? Because James says that there are three influences. Sensual, earthly, and then devilish. When we say somebody is sensual, that is, you see that someone is doing something. Someone is achieving something. But the power that is making the person do what he's doing is actually a sensual power. What is it? A sensual person is ruled by his senses and feelings. Watch out. That is a very, very, very big one. And you have to ask yourself, the things you do, that girl you are about to marry, that man who you have responded to his, propo his proposal, 
that trip you are about to make, that job you are about to take, what is the unseen power behind what you are doing? One of it is that it could actually be a sensual power that is making you do what you are doing. That is, you are guided by your senses and your feelings. When you are guided by your senses and your feelings, you follow your appetites. And you pursue anything you see and you like. And there are people who live their lives under this influence. So, so you see, the, the person is having a wedding. Albert and Cynthia are having a wedding. And you can see that this wedding that is happening, there is no other, there's no God in it. There is no witchcraft in it. Only just senses and feelings. And James talks about a type of influence that exists like that. What he sees, if he sees the girl and there's a good feeling that the girl's legs are nice, then he's got her. I like the way you smile. We hear all these things. I like your smile. I like your eyes. The world, the, a lot of the world is lived by sensual feeling. That is, things that make sense. They make the senses tick. But anybody who lives his life like that, is living under one of the lowest influences. Why? Because that thing that excites your feelings, that excites your senses, soon begins to lose its power. I mean, if if you are taking a decision to marry a woman based on how her skin looks like or the size of the breast I mean the volume the volume of breast is what you are using to say no to Antia and yes to Dorcas how? Then, what if she loses weight and the breast also loses weight? So even though nice breast, big breast is nice, there should be something higher than the size of breast. Influences. 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 We are not saying that 
We don't see when a pair of shoes is nice. Or we don't like to see snow in Amsterdam. Or when I get a car, like I don't know the difference between Mercedes-Benz, a dream wagon and a picanto. I can't tell the difference. Please. Please. I can tell the difference. But you see, there should be many more things that will make me take a decision on whether to drive a picanto peacefully or a dream wagon with some jail terms in and out. There should be more than just the engine sound of the car. When your life is sensual, you choose things based on your senses. It must taste nice. It must look nice. It doesn't feel nice. Bequai doesn't feel nice. Belgium feels nice. A salary of 2,500 doesn't feel good. A salary of $13,000 feels good. When you live your life that way, where the things you do or you don't do, the places you go or you don't go, are all determined by things you see. The Bible tells us that that way, that influence on your life is sensual and doesn't go far. I want you to turn your Bibles. I want to show you at one sensual man. One sensual man. In Genesis... You see, always there's, say, say with me, decision time. Decision time, yeah. Always you will come to a point where you will make decisions and take decisions. And if you are a sensual person, You will, you will end up not differently from where animals end up. So in Genesis 13, there was a little problem, maybe it's a big problem, 
between somebody and his uncle, a man and his nephew, Abraham and Lot. They all prospered. They became great. That's another very big story. But at a certain time, there was almost no difference between Lot and Abraham. They were almost like equals. So, verse 8 of Genesis 13. Abraham said to Lot, Let there be no strife, because the workers of Abraham were beginning to quarrel with the workers of Lot. It's like Lot had become so prosperous. When he was nothing, he was a nobody, he was a little boy. Wearing pampas when his uncle took him along. And as he went along, he became great. Because always everybody follows someone into greatness. So, Lot also followed Abraham and became very great. And then these problems began. Watch out very carefully. Whenever problems begin to occur between you and a father figure, always remember that that father may be the one whose love, whose kindness, whose mercy has been such a blessing to you that you even have got the ability to quarrel. If Lot ever had workers, 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 that he never even stopped to ask himself that, ah, my workers are fighting with Uncle Abraham's workers. How did I come by workers? I mean, since when did I get work? workers? Who am I to have workers? How did I end up with workers? But people don't think that way at all. Because they are sensual. They are carnal. You know, there are many things occurring to me. One of them I can't resist is to tell you that Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says that to be carnally minded is death. If you don't listen to me, I'm taking my time to teach you something. If you don't listen to me, eh, your life will be guided by carnality. And all these things I've mentioned, sensual, earthly, devil, they are all types, variants of carnality. And they lead to death. Soon, Lot and Abraham were even having discussions. Lord, have mercy on me. That they shouldn't even have had. Hey. But they had it. Then Abraham said, in verse 8. No, let's stop this problem. You are now a big man. 
there should be no strife between me and you. And between my headmen and your headmen. For we are brethren. And when your father tells you that we are brethren, <laughs> your father is telling that we are, we are, we are brothers. And you, you are sitting there listening to the English. Verse 9. It's not the whole land before you. Separate yourself. I pray thee from me. If you take the left, I'll go to the right. Hmm. But if you depart to the right, I'll go to the left. A father is giving a fool such options. And he's also sitting there. As he's looking, he said, um, which left? Which area is left? And the, and the, uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Abraham would point, that area, uh, does it extend to that side? I see some gravels over, no, 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 that, that one is for uh, Uncle Mordecai. No, yeah, this area is left, okay. Uh-huh. And then, so if I choose here, then you will go to the side. Does it cover the coconut trees? Abraham said yes. So, if I, okay, so what if I also choose the side? Abraham said, oh, if you choose the side, I will come to the side. You see, watch out for people who have no higher value and law apart from the law of senses, eyes, taste. It brought down Eve. In the Garden of Eden. And unfortunately, it's bringing all of us down. I thought after the events of Eden, that when she looked at it, it was good to the eyes. Good to make one wise. Good for food. She took it and ate it. And fail. Still, the devil is using the same tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that verse 10, Lot lifted up his eyes and then beheld all the plain of Jordan. And that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zohar. Verse 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and journeyed and separated themselves one from another. But verse 12 says, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, 
But that area, he said, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners. This is an example of a sensual person who chooses a husband not under the influence of the Holy Spirit, but because he has a khaki, because he's handsome, because he's got good looks. This is a person who chooses a place to stay because there's snow there or they spend dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, today, even though this is a message I'm preaching about the influence of the Holy Spirit, I want to talk about the other influences first. That there is a power that is at work on earth. It's called the power of the eyes. The power of the feelings. The power of good looks. And many men, many women, who went after these senses. It's like decisions are based on appetites. If it's not nice, count me out. She must be a striking beauty for me to marry her. She must be the type of woman that makes the heads of men turn. How much is in it for me? You mean there's nothing in it for you? What you are doing? There's not much money in it for you? Really? Then I, 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 I can't follow you. But the Bible says a man's life. A man's life. There's a certain place you've not been to. If you, if, you, if you enter a certain place and you come out, a lot of things won't have any meaning for you. That's why you see old men who, live, who have built mansions. They sit under a coconut tree in the house. See rich men. Rich men with stocks in Australia, but he's at home, he's in town, he's wearing khaki shorts and slippers. Because when you have not seen a certain life, you think that life is in things you grab, the hair, my shoes, my socks, the cars. Yes. So whenever you hear a man who talks a lot about money and cars and houses, you are looking at a very underdeveloped person. Very. He may be a lawyer. He may be a carpenter. He may be a politician. Whenever you hear a man whose words are all about money, wealth, my cars, I spent $40,000 on this, you are looking at somebody you shouldn't be looking at. That person shouldn't even be listened to. 
The fact that you are listening to that person shows that you yourself are not a correct person. That such a person's opinion means a lot to you. It's a sign that you are not. I say it again. Whenever you meet somebody that when he's talking it's all about my houses the western part of Accra my buildings in Belgium and I spent 100,000 cities on that $40,000 on that girl $87,000 to buy underwear $20,000 to buy bread. And you see such a person gathering crowds that you know that the crowds he has gathered is made up of people who don't have any value system in life. Because real life, those who really have the things and value who who understand life? Don't talk this way. They don't talk this way. Don't be sensual. Don't live a life where it's like you are, there's a lot of sleeping, a lot of sex. If you want to sleep, you sleep. You want to sleep with a girl, you sleep. You want to go to a nightclub, you go to a nightclub. Don't, don't live a life where the things you do are dictated by the feeling you have. Like, like if you don't do something, it means that you didn't get a feeling. There are many things you will need to do without a feeling. Young man, listen to me. I said, you will have to do things without having feelings. You will have to embrace things that are not nice. The discos, the nightclubs, and the parties are filled with people Dancing away their lives and following their sensuality to its ultimate conclusion. Drug dealers, drug users are men who follow their senses to their own destruction. A sensual person struggles to know God because it's not easy to know somebody you can't see because he has to see. Like Thomas, he said, if I don't see if I don't touch, I won't believe it. But there are many things you will not see and you can't touch, but they are more real than the things you see and touch. A sensual person struggles to know God. Because it's not easy to know someone who is not physical. God is a spirit. So he's for all your life. It's about physical things. Then you are excluded. 
from the life of God. A sensual person struggles to know God because it's not easy to know someone who does not answer questions or speak back. A sensual person struggles to know God because it's not easy to know someone through a representative. Yes, if you want to meet God, you will meet God through someone. Jeremiah 3.15 says, I will give you pastors. Take it or leave it. If you don't like them, then it's up to you. Because who are you that I should appear to you? Who are you? The me you will experience will be through a pastor. A lady pastor. Yes. You don't like her. It's up to you. There's a man with faults. And many people, there are people like that, I know, who cannot even relate with mess, like, like, not messengers, what is the word? Um, They can't handle representatives or agents. They need to meet the boss himself. If it's a church, they must relate to the bishop himself. If it's a company, they must relate to the MD himself. But they don't relate. One pastor sent his assistant to go and talk to somebody. They say, I don't talk to apprentices. I want to see the man of God himself. But see, life has got very few of man of God and very few of the big people themselves. You will always have to relate with somebody who is an intermediary. And if you cannot, things you are sensual. James says, the wisdom, this wisdom doesn't come. James 3.15 doesn't come from above. I'm going to talk about the wisdom that comes from above. That's the spiritual wisdom. But today I'm ending with the earthly influences that have led people into doom and destruction. One of them is sensual. Feelings. The other one is earthly. When we say somebody is earthly, because the person's eyes are set on the earth. A lot of sensual people metamorphose into what they think is a better version of a human being. So from being sensual or sensually minded, they morph into earthly minded people who has no thought of heaven, God. You see that he he looks dignified. He's in his suit. He's in his nice car. He talks well. But there's no heaven in his thinking. There's no God in his thinking. Don't follow such people. And don't be that type of person. So all his plans are earthly. All the things he's doing. It's about the money he will get. This he will do. Go here. I'll meet this person. It's like there is nothing beyond physicality. Earthly. They can never see far. 
And you have pastors today who can see far. Pastors in color who can see heaven. Who can see beyond the earth. Pastors. And you see them all around. They are not evil people, but you will never hear them talking about things that are eternal. Like steps, like God, heaven, future, like where do I go when I die? What happens to me when I die? How will my life be like after I'm dead? Is there heaven or hell? No, but you hear about Stanford. You hear about Oxford. You hear about MIT. He's got his job in Asia. And he's flying to Copenhagen for some meetings. Then he came to Dubai to bring some Mercedes Benz to Accra. And then from there, he's going to Cairo to meet his lawyer. And then fly to Khartoum with his, with his nurse. All their things are just here. The physical, earthly. Listen to me, my dear friend. Life is bigger than Khartoum. Life is bigger, far bigger than Dubai. And those who spend their lives, opportunities, chasing these mundane things, never experience their real life. I want to talk to you that be very careful, my sister. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. There is something bigger than the earth. Ah, but even, even if you study the, 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 the universe, even the earth itself, it's a dot. You just travel at, just a little away from the earth. It, it, it disappears. The earth is a speck. There are stars that are like one billion times the size of this earth. One billion. You don't matter. This earth is nothing. Believe God for the ability to see beyond and prepare. Prepare. Move away from being sensual. Move away from being earthly. Earthly. All your decisions, your Value, everything is earth. And the last one for today. Today I talked about influences. The living of the senses. The living of the earth. Just the Abba. If all your, your, your hope is in this life, then you, must be, you are very pitiful. The Bible says it. And the last one is devilish. A devilish person is somebody who is influenced by evil spirits. Influenced by evil spirits. And it starts this way. By being sensual. It starts by being earthly. Before you know, because what is the power controlling the earth? It's demons. The power controlling the earth is demons. So if all your life is earthly, your life is just here, 
Before you know it, you have become demon-possessed. That's what the Bible calls devilish. Many people graduate from being sensual and earthly and begin to look for other meanings to life and then begin to have wrong spirits. Christians who are not spiritual can open themselves to demonic influences. Every time you open yourself to earthly and sensual sins, you can be exposed to demonic spirit. Today, I believe I want to bring this message. This is an introduction. Next week, God willing, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit also as an influence. As an influence on different areas of your life. Your marriage, your knowledge, your ministry, the Holy Spirit. But you can also become a person who is driven and guided by the evil spirits of the senses and earthly goals and aspirations. And you just live and die with the animals in your backyard. But I pray for you today that something bigger than your senses will influence you from today. Something bigger than earthly aspirations will guide your life. And that thing that is bigger is the Holy Spirit. Don't make choices based on what you see. Don't, don't choose a man to marry based on how, how nice he looks. There should be far more, far more to that man. If he ends up making you, I mean, pleasing your eyes, that's nice. We all like things which look nice. But that cannot be the ultimate. Don't choose a woman to marry because of her body size and body parts. You will not be different from a dog. I came to tell you that things that happen around happen under influences. But, you see, there's no there's no narrative. People don't write the, the influence. So you see people doing something, but something has influenced a person to do what he's doing. But you won't see it. All you see is that thing hanging there. That's why the verse I, I really love is the Hebrews uh, 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 11, verse 3. It says, the things you see were made by things that don't, that can't be seen. Yes. The things you see. The, the things you see are made by the things that cannot be seen. May the Lord have mercy on me. He have mercy on you. May he cause all of us to constantly rise above the temptations and the allure of our senses, the allure of physical edges and rise into true spirituality. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Rise your feet and lift up your two hands.
I want you to pray. Just pray, lift your hands and pray. Mayandala Baba. Katala Satala Baba. Ramayandelebe. Pray, 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 pray. Pray. Pray, 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 pray. Mayandala Baba. Yakatala Baba. Randelebe. Zamayanda. Ramama Yandalaba. Commit yourself to God. Ask him for deliverance. Ask him to deliver you from unwholesome appetites. Ask him to deliver you from desires that destroy. And bring you to a place, a place of, 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 of his blessing, a place of his peace. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name. I want you to bow your heads and pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We commit ourselves into your hands. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to wash my sins and make me new, brand new. I want to save you. I want to live for you. I want to obey you and I want to walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for my great salvation. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you.